Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Adam and Jack. We have a very special podcast for you guys today, as if not every podcast we do is special anyways. But we have two special guests from, you guys have heard of them, the Lawn Chair Huddle and Ryan Nieto and another returning special guest for a second episode with us, Miles Big Dog Lawler. Hey, buenos dias, podcast. There we go. Hey, Ryan, go ahead and give a little introduction about yourself here. Who you like, where you from, all that good stuff. All right, cool. So uh, I'm Ryan, part of Launch Air Huddle. You know what it is. And uh, so from Southern California, so all my teams going to be coming out of that that location there. So let's start off with the best of the best, World Series champions. Naturally. Los Angeles Dodgers. Naturally. Uh, yeah. And we got a uh, another one. Just started with – kind of being serious about football in the last couple of years. I didn't really have a team, so I picked one out of L.A. And uh, we're going to go with the Chargers. Oh, Chargers. And that, that big dick Justin down there. Yep. Uh, and then, he you shouldn't know, have shaved his head. No, he shouldn't have. He looks atrocious. <laughs> um, and then we're going to take it down south a little bit for hockey. We're going to go down to Anaheim with the Ducks. Quack, quack. Um, don't, uh, don't really watch soccer, so that's kind of out of the question. But other than that, that's what it is. Good to have you here, Ryan. Good to have you back, Miles. You know, that annoying little voice here, of yours again. Goodness, it's good to be here, fella. Anyway, we got a few topics here. Uh, we'll start off the first one, though. Not really a topic. We had a question from my good friend Dan. Um, came in hot with a question on Facebook. He said, what are your thoughts on the New York Rangers roster and on Alexis Lafreniere? Well, my thoughts. I'll start this one off. For the Rangers roster, uh, those of you who don't know, I'm a Rangers fan wearing their jersey right now. Um, because of the COVID season, they're going to have each team's going to have six additional players on the roster just in case someone were to get COVID. So I think that's an opportunity for the Rangers to get some young guys in there um, uninterrupted, maybe get them some extra playing time that they wouldn't get in a normal season. Uh, the wings of the Rangers looks like a strength to me, but it comes with some uncertainty due to their youth. Um, so they got Chris Kreider. Panarin, Lafreniere, Lemieux, Kakao, and Buchnevich. I think those are really good wings. That's not all their wings, but those are really solid players. But uh, the big thing on their team is Micah Zibanejad. He's going to lead their team offensively again. This dude last year had 75 points in a COVID-shortened 57-game season. That's his hey. career high. 57, 75 points in 57 games. That's 20 games, 25 games short of a regular season. Um, what are your thoughts on that, anybody? That's impressive. Jack, what about you? Um, I fucking hate the Rangers, so I'll not be discussing about the Rangers. Uh, right. Go Penguins, though. Yep. But I fucking That's hate the Rangers. Disgusting. Fucking jerk off, Ryan. I'm not going to be talking about them. Uh, I, I, I yeah, hate I them really too. If they always eliminated from the playoffs, but whatever. I don't really got much for the for the hockey scene. Okay, uh, okay. But yeah, no, you're not much of a hockey guy yet. We'll get you there. We'll get you there, though. But another thing with Rangers, though, they were also really, really fortunate the past few years. They had the first and second draft pick. And last year, they had the number one pick while still making the playoffs. So they were very How does that happen? I'm not sure um, how it happened, uh, but they had the number one pick last year and still made the playoffs. Wait, is Roger Goodell the commissioner for the NFL and the NHL? Is that how that works? I guess so. My God. Roger Goodell. Dude, you know what? While we're on the topic of Roger Goodell, (laughs) 
I really wish we could have seen El Prez do that Monday night football uh, watch in Roger Goodell's basement. You know, the one for charity. Yeah. Donated $250,000 and he was supposed to watch a Monday night football game. And Roger Goodell weaseled his way out of it like the clown that he is. Clown. Yep. Imagine, imagine him sitting there with his clown shirt, like the fire Goodell shirt, and just sitting in Roger Goodell's <laughs> basement at night. With the nose on it and shit? Yeah. Oh, I think, my God. I think he got sued. Roger Goodell sued him. <clears throat> what a, I mean, what a, what a modern day puss. Shit. puss yeah. <laughs> I concur with that. Um, yeah, Dan's other part of this question was, uh, Thoughts on Alexis Lafreniere. This was the number one pick that I was talking about last year. Um, he wanted me to give, like, gauge what he's going to be this year. I think it's going to be hard to gauge what he's going to be because it's a COVID-shortened season. We don't even know how many games are going to play this year. There's going to be no preseason, no training camp. I think what we're going to look for most in this kid and uh, gauge him off of is his attitude and his um, – demeanor on the ice rather than his production i think that's a fair assessment of him because yeah. if you throw anybody in this situation as a rookie and expect them to perform it's kind of unfair <clears throat> jack what do you think <laughs> jack on who on Alex, the rangers on the rangers i don't fucking like the rangers why, so man? i because they're fucking bums why cite your source explain yourself i, I don't like the fucking rangers i don't like the fucking islanders i don't like any of them i don't like the flyers i don't like any of them what about like detroit that. um i mean pittsburgh kind of owns them and stanley cup now so easy easy pal. yeah look pittsburgh and that bitch Sidney crosby yeah everybody hates on sid the kid is why why is playing? that yeah, hey she's, she's watch, your, watch your fucking mouth <laughs> she's still playing um <laughs> Anyway, hockey still. <laughs> Next topic here. Big thing. This week, Monday night, we got the big one. College football playoff. Who we got? Who we got winning that one? You want to go first? I mean, Who's going? Miles, just sparks off. Oh, okay. Ignite the fire. Honestly, man. <laughs> honestly, this was this was kind of easy for me. Um, I will give it to Ohio State, man. They played pretty good against a solid I think it was a perfect storm there for I think Clemson didn't show up to play yeah and I think Ohio State came to play uh and that's why we got what we saw uh I think they're going to ride a little bit into that game in the beginning that momentum but I Alabama is so damn good dude I do not see them losing at I think they might they might go down at the very beginning of the game and then it's going to take off for them. That's all they're going to need is that they're going to be down by a field goal or a touchdown. That's all I'm saying. Like Ohio then, State's going to drive the field to get a quick score on them? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're going to ride the momentum from that, from that huge win against Clemson. But then Alabama's going to show up. And that Heisman, that Heisman winner is going to show up, and he's going to, he's going to dominate, dog. He's going, he's going to wipe the floor with them. My prediction for this game is, is pretty ugly. Um, let's hear it. I love it. You want to, you want to hear what I, ha- what I think the score is going to be? Yeah, let's hear it. I'm I'm calling Alabama's gonna gonna win thirty five to ten. Hell yeah! I, I I really think Alabama is going to show up and just <laughs> purely dominate Ohio State. That's my that's my thought. So I don't know if you know this, but I fucking hate Ohio State. Oh, Did you know this? since when? Uh, what's your reason by hating them? What what Jack? 
what's your reason behind hating them and all that stuff? Why I hate Ohio State? Yeah, you should uh, love everyone. Thanks, thanks for asking. I'll let you know. Um, the arrogance <laughs> that comes out of that school, the the scandals oh. that come out. The, their last three coaches got released due to scandals. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. the overall fucking goal of this team. And JT Barrett was short in 2016. Let's never forget that. And then they make it to the playoffs and they get absolutely trounced by Clemson. Um, and just, Ooh. you know what? It's just one of those things where I, I fucking hate them because we haven't beaten them in a while too. I just, it's just one, honestly. It's a little personal. I think the, the one big thing is that, you know, the state that they're from, uh, it's pretty did, disgusting. Did I mention you throw that a university the state of Ohio too? It's, yeah, it's, it's not pleasant. Hey, I've been seeing this shit on Facebook, man. Um, on your newsfeed of some guy who's like from Arizona oh. and he's he likes a, that disgusting team out of Ohio. Oh, think, has he responded back to you? I know who you're talking about. about. Who's that? Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I think his name is uh, fuck, what's his name? Sid, yes. Yeah. Oh, Sid from Toy Story, yeah. Dom yeah, Briggs, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah. The Dom fraud, Dom Briggs. Briggs. That oh was my chitty chatting all year because yeah. them boys, them cowboys. Well, he's got that. <laughs> he has that part right. No, shut up, Miles. <laughs> no he was chitty chatting all year, and I told him to chill out. He wouldn't chill out, so now he's gonna receive a message from me <laughs> every day until the start of the season. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> ultimate troll. Ultimate. I don't understand how he's from Arizona, but likes Ohio State. Whatever, to each their own. But um, my thoughts on this Ohio yeah, go State. Go ahead, let's hear it. Yeah, my thoughts on Ohio State, Bama. I'm thinking Bama. Well, before we get to the predictions. Um, there's some reports that the game may be postponed. Yeah. And I don't know I what they're that. stemming from, what the reports are stemming from. Um, they're obviously COVID. Um, there might be some COVID going around Ohio State locker room. But um, there was another thing. It was Nick Saban's daughter was shit-talking Ohio State, saying that they're just trying to get Justin Fields healed up because he took a big shot, um, probably broke a rib, and they're just not reporting it, at least deep bruised a rib. He took a huge hit. And it was definitely affecting them. He still put up numbers against Clemson, but he did um, play good, man. He played good. He played really good. I, 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 have a, I have a question. Do we really? Is that what targeting is considered in college football now? Well, he, you know that that hit. I think I think it was a good call. It was a good targeting call because he did lead with the crown of his helmet, but only because Justin Fields spun into him. If Justin Fields didn't spin, that's shoulder to ribs and not crown of the helmet to ribs. I thought it was okay. a good hit, but but the rules are the rules, man. He did lead with the crown of his helmet. Um, it was just old school hit to me. Yeah, that would have never been called ten years ago. That would have so, been praised. You know? I never played football, but you know I would have. But you know I got those injuries. Um, yeah. So um, I know proper tackling form is face mask in the chest. Yes. And well, yeah. And you always, you always, it's either that or always lead with the top of your head. It's the hardest part of your body. <laughs> Don't listen to this kid. Hey, if there's it. any kids, listen right now. Good God. If you dude. want to walk past the age of eight, don't listen to this kid. Do not listen to what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Hit anyway, with the hottest part of your body. I think uh, I think Bama takes this one. Um, I don't think it's going to be as big of a difference as you think, Miles. But yeah. I think Devontae Smith and Najee Harris will definitely carry um, Alabama. Um, yeah. Jalen Waddle, who is their best receiver, I didn't play all year. Um, he might play this week and this isn't the same type of Ohio state team that beat Bama in 2014 In 2014. They were a run heavy team. They were able to oh, run yeah. the hell out of the ball. They haven't been able to run the ball that well this year, other than the last two games. Yeah. So I think Bama wins this one 31, 10. That's my prediction on that one. 
31. We have almost the same score, bro. Yeah, 31 10. That's where I'm going. I could, but you know, give or take, you know, seven points. This is the national championship game. Put yeah. my put my hate for Ohio State aside. I know it's very tough to do because I do hate them. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do hate them. Um, I'm on the same wavelength as you, though. So. Yeah, I'll put my hate aside. I can see it being a little closer <laughs> just because it's the championship. All right. Um, so I guess I'll uh, keep the fire going here. Throw some uh, no sticks in there. Yeah. As you can see, the fire in the back, it's really nice and warm in here. Um, but anyways, so I'll just go right off the bat. My score prediction is going to be 42-17 Bama. Um, I hate to – I like I absolutely – I would hate for Ohio State to go through something like this, just an ultimate beatdown after being pampered all year by the NCAA and the Big Ten – I, like, I just really hate to see this happen to them because they were so deserving to get in the top four. And, you know, we can say how Ohio State crushed Clemson last week. We can all come to an agreement like that. That happened. Yeah, it, it did happen. Okay. So, <clears throat> for starters, Trevor Lawrence didn't play a full season. He ended up catching COVID. All right. He goes into a game, we could say, a little bit cold. I mean, they beat the shit out of Notre Dame. That's cool. Easy win against Notre Dame. Notre Dame shouldn't even be in the playoffs. Right. Um, Ohio State played, what, six games up to that game? Uh, Yeah, because they played five in the regular season, and they played the one um, Big Ten championship. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a close one against Northwestern, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, it was very close. Um, The only reason they won that game is because they ran the hell out of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't – and everybody's going nuts over Justin Fields' stats last week. I, I saw some of the balls he was throwing. I mean, whenever you have five-star athletes like that – I mean, not saying I would do the same because I definitely wouldn't, especially with my injuries. Yeah. But uh, – Oh, you're better. You know, yeah, like we, we, we have these five-star athletes just running fly routes all the whole time downfield. And, I mean, if you throw up a duck ball pass as long as it goes 40 yards, I mean, six right there. Um, yeah. So I, I just I'm really not a huge Justin Fields guy. Uh, I'm not a huge Ohio State fan or not fan guy at all. So I, I really don't. Even though they beat the shit out of Clemson last week, and then Dabo Sweeney putting in, you know, that was just a recipe for disaster with you know the rankings and all that, and Ohio State's clapping back at him saying, "Oh, so what does that make you guys? What does that make? Shut up! You played six games this year. Hit the bricks. All Hit right, the bricks, dude. It was just the perfect storm for Ohio State." I mean, they. It, it's just it's just getting ridiculous. And if it turns out they end up postponing this game just because Justin Fields is hurt, I mean, what are, what are we doing here? Well, I'm, what I'm are pretty, we doing here? I say that there was reports that it's going to be postponed, but it's probably not. Well, gonna, I, saw, I saw the same reports yeah, too. It, it's definitely not going to happen because both the Big Ten commissioner and the SEC commissioner said the game will, you know, be played as normal. It's it's not going to be. And we've seen the we've seen the same story, which they do very well at Ohio State. Got to give them credit for this. Is that they don't just have one quarterback on the roster that can win them games. Yeah, they have two or three quarterbacks on the roster yeah. every year that can win them games. So now against an Alabama defense, that's a not tougher situation there. You know, Devontae Smith coming or coming into this game, Heisman winner, and then uh, reports of Jalen Waddle maybe playing, who's actually the best player on that team when healthy. I mean, that's just, that's just going to be huge if that happens. And it's not even – I mean, and that Bama defense, like I said, is just unreal at this yeah. point. Dude, I want to know what Bama is like feeding their defensive linemen because it seems like their defensive linemen are just monsters every year. Just They're huge, boys. bro. Just big boys. It's a big boy. Yeah, they can move. Yeah, they're, 
Yeah, what's, it, your, it's, what's your it's, prediction, Jack? What's what's the score here? I think I said 42-17. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to stick by that. I think okay. I'm going to stick by that. So you guys, I like I, I like what Miles said early on. I think it's going to be a little bit closer, like most of the first quarter, like maybe a seven seven or ten seven game at that point, yeah. and then uh, Alabama's going to run off with it. They're just going to start rolling. No pun yeah. intended. Roll Todd. Saban's going to take him into halftime and be like, "Hey." I'm going to kill every single one of y'all if y'all lose this game. I think what it's going to take is it's going to be close, and then one turnover is going to open the floodgates. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. Ryan, what you thinking? Uh, I'm going to stick with you guys on the Alabama definitely winning this. Um, but I'm going to give Ohio State a little bit more of an edge just because they've only played seven games Yeah, so far. And I think they're going to be a little bit more um, – I want to say healthy. but Fresh. Uh, fresh. Yeah, more fresh and uh, able to just perform a little bit. The players are just going to perform a little bit better, I think, just because of their freshness. So I'm going to give them 17, but uh, Alabama's going to get 35 on. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, but in all honesty, like from a football perspective, I can also see Alabama losing this game yeah. because anything could happen, like especially in the national championship and in a season like we've seen this year, anything could happen. Like, you, you got a smaller crowd, you know, you, you got these dudes. It's not the same environment, atmosphere. You know, a turnover might not mean as much because the crowd's not behind it. A touchdown yeah. might not mean as much because you don't got the, the screaming fans, you know, hyping you up. So I can see Ohio State, like, coming in strong from their game last week and maybe putting a little scare in Alabama. But I don't, I don't know. Alabama, they're just way too strong this year. They played a full season. You know, yep. they worked out all their kinks. Um, that, but I do agree with Ryan. They have played a full season. So, and an SEC season, a physical conference, you know, yeah. I, I can see them. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't want to hear about anybody going through any pain until they – they the great words from Coach Letterman, until they've endured the physicality and the mental and physical strength of an SEC schedule. Okay. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about anybody's problems in the world until they go through an SEC schedule. Let, let's be Where's real. The game at? Where are they playing the game? Uh, where is the game at? Um, was it Arizona? No, hold on. I'll look I couldn't tell you. I'll look it up here. But do you guys think the SEC is honestly the best conference? Uh, I would. I would say so. I would. It's. It's pretty close to the Big Ten. I would say, in, like competitiveness. I mean, I, I think what's funny is, you know, you had a lot of Big 12 homers come out uh, during the bowl season. Oh, yeah. And because the Big 12 finished, I think it was like 5-0. and And there was a few SEC teams that were beaten that, in those games. And, uh, and and then I'm like, wow, that I can't – like, that's crazy. That's unreal that that happened, that the Big 12 was beating these SEC teams. Like, Oklahoma beat the shit out of Florida. And then I remembered, I'm like, wait a second. The only thing that Florida had going for him was Kyle Trask playing. All their all their starters, all their stars yeah. were not playing in that game. So now I was like, sad, okay, right? uh, yeah, and I was like, okay, let's take a step back here. Big Twelve, you until you get like, I don't know, I, I just don't see it happen. Like, it's definitely got to be the SEC for me, and then I think the Big Ten is close there, um, the but not as. Um, no, I would put the Big Twelve over the ACC. Would you? Okay. Yeah, just because I think the ACC is one-dimensional with Clemson. 
I think the um, ACC is the worst conference. Wow. Yeah. Over uh, the pack. Yeah, I do think yeah. the ACC is the worst conference. Um, <clears throat> the pack, the pack every year always has these sneaky teams that they're flying under the radar every year. Yeah, that can go yeah, out and beat a team ago, in bowl season. It was Arizona State a couple of years ago, and then you know you got the prestige of USC. Um, Oregon's usually competitive. Right. Yeah. Manford's not bad. Washington. Um, Washington's usually a good team. The They're up there sometimes, five, yeah. Years. Um, Stanford. Yeah. But um, back to where the game's going to be. It's going to be in Miami. That's number one. Okay. And number two, <laughs> in regards to my question, what do you think the best conference is? I think uh, competitiveness, it's the Big Ten. But NFL ready, it's the SEC. Okay. That's right. That's that's my take on that one. I, I just think, you know, the SEC is – more so recently, very top heavy with, you know, you got your core four, you got like LSU, Alabama, Florida, and Texas A&M. And mm-hmm. then, you know, you get these sneaky teams like, uh, I don't know, Ole Miss would be good every few years. Yeah. You know, Mississippi uh, State sometimes. Mississippi State would be good every few years. But the Big Ten, you always got Mich- yeah Missouri, maybe fuck around, get six, seven wins. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, you, know, you know what I feel would be like a really good, thing to have during bowl season like next year is if i mean it's not going to happen but you had the worst teams in each conference kind of like have a playoff of their own kind of <laughs> like okay so you have rutgers playing versus vanderbilt kansas yeah vanderbilt or kansas <laughs> something like that that would be hysterical and it would be a good game i guarantee it you know what they should Especially, do what's that they should do a relegation like you take all the the worst teams from each conference and have them play and then the loser like the i don't know how they would do it but like the they get like the final spot in like bowl season or something yeah yeah like you take the the, the bottom five bowls right mm-hmm. the loser uh-huh. of all those bowls gets relegated and then you take division two the winner of the top five bowls gets advanced to division one right mm. right that'd be cool that'd be mm. crazy I think the NFL should do something like that. Yeah, demote a team to the XFL. Cowboys. Well, I have this in my notes in here. I have this in my notes in here. I'll, we can save it for later, but I think that would be interesting. But I, dig, I digress. All right. Anybody else got any <laughs> thoughts on the college football championship this weekend? So, final predictions. Emma walks away with this one pretty easily. Yeah. I they wish could go in blind and walk away with it. <laughs> yeah. I will say, hey, I will say real quick. Yeah. Being from, you know, I'm, I'm an A&M fan, so being in the Big 12, uh, going down to the SEC, we got our butts whooped when we first moved down there, right? I mean, that uh-huh. the defense, the defensive, uh, like the caliber of the defense in the SEC is just light years, in my opinion, above the Big 12. The Big 12, you could score – each team could score 50 points. Yeah, the Big Twelve is an it's offensive fair. conference. It's it's a straight up offensive spread yeah. offense conference. I mean, yeah. you got no- that's that's why you see that's why you see a lot of them going, a lot of these prospects and players, and especially quarterbacks going to the NFL. A lot of them don't pan out just because they're not playing a pro style offense in that conference, so that they're not really set up to succeed. I mean, they're monsters on the gridiron at the college yeah. level, but whenever it comes to NFL ready, they're they're not. I mean, I've I've seen it with uh, Mason Rudolph. Sadly, I mean, he had a good he had a good game last week. His yeah, pocket right. presence looks a little bit better. He's Ryan, right. do you have a college team? I'm gonna have to go with USC. 
USC, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's respectful, yeah. yeah they're you got a lot, you got a lot not, of clout. Not recently. Not recently. Yeah, I think their last good good season was like 2013. They went like 11-2, and two, but then yeah. they kind of just fell off hard. I don't know what yeah. happened. But they're always hyped up at the beginning of the year. And, Jack, I think you and I spoke about this uh, in like one of the first yep. episodes back in season two. Uh, USC is hyped up at the beginning of every year. I don't know how. <laughs> And they're then, like ranked top 15 every year and then yeah. they just fall off the face of the earth. Yeah. I would love to go to a game there at the Coliseum, though. Me too. I think that'd be dope, man. Yeah. At, at night, game at night. Yeah. Or go to the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl, yes. Pasadena, baby. I'd love to go to the Rose Bowl. See how that goes. Right. A, a prime USC, prime UCLA clashing, and you get to be watching their night game in Pasadena. Oh, my Lord. Well, they wouldn't play each other in Rose Bowl. No, I'm not saying in the Rose Bowl, just on that field in Pasadena. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, got you. Ryan, you ever been there, being from Southern California? Uh, I've drove past it, but I've never actually been to a game there. Okay. Uh, most importantly, there's taco trucks. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Throw that out. We're yeah. good. Oh, there. That, that's, that's better than <laughs> – I know yeah, when, better, when the actual Rose Bowl happens in January, not going to happen this year because of COVID, they do a Rose Bowl parade um, where the teams, like, to have a little parade outside and, you know, marching bands – and all companies go out there and advertise and everything. So I think it's a pretty cool environment. I actually seen it last year because I was in California uh, last January and uh, we drove down there to see it. It was pretty cool. I want to go there. Uh, so uh, next topic we got here is week 17. Yeah. Oof. I'll give give us a little brief rundown here. Week 17 was a good week. Good week for football. It was. Even better week for the Eagles. We secured that number six pick. <laughs> as, as the true NFC East champions, we got that number six pick. So anyway, we Solid had a few pick. a few air quote playoff games last week. Um, Washington snuck into the playoffs. Derrick Henry fucked around and had 250 yards and two TDs. Monster that finished them off for <clears throat> for um, over 2,000 on the year. And then um, he's the eighth running back in history to rush for over 2,000. Second Titan to do so with CJ2K. Uh, like I said, Philly showed the world they don't care, and they wanted that pick. Taking out Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld, Nate the Great, Indiana native, mm-hmm. Indiana mm-hmm. alum. Um, the Giants are mad that they didn't make the playoffs with six wins. Mad at the Eagles for that for some reason. Uh, Seattle, oh, yeah, saw that. <laughs> Seattle won a division, and the Rams secured a wild card spot with wins. The Browns secured a wild card spot for the first time since what 2003. Yeah. yeah. Good on them. Good for them. And Jacksonville finished off the season strong. And on a high note, we're only a 14-point loss. So things are looking <laughs> up there in Jacksonville. <laughs> They're so bad, dude. I, you know, I don't get it because a few years ago they were in the AFC Championship. I, I, do, I do not know what happened. I don't, I don't get it. But if there was one team that belonged in – if they go. did a relocation or anything like that, I mean – Jacksonville definitely deserves to stay in Jacksonville. There's the, the Jags definitely deserve to be there. They shouldn't move to London. They shouldn't move to Canada. Nothing like that because they've earned that. They've earned that shit. They've so everybody who's ragging on the Jags how they need to stay in Jacksonville or saying that they don't need to stay in Jacksonville. Shut your mouths, all right? Because they deserve everything that they've been given. They have proved to be a winner year in and year out since they've came into the National Football League. And Team. They have that big screen too. What are they going to do with that? Yeah. I, I, really, Jack, I agree, it, man. I, 
we, we really there's need no to get reason for them to go to London by any means. Let me tell you something right now. They don't. There's they do have a pretty big fun, fan base around here though. We 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 need to get we need to get them like in Canada they or they something a, like that. They have a huge fan base here because they've played here multiple times in England. Yeah. Yeah, the only teams that I've seen like hats here and like shirts is Patriots, Eagles, uh, Titans for some reason, and mm. more so Jacksonville. I've seen a lot of Jacksonville. A lot of Jacksonville. Yeah, walking around. Can here we, the UK. Can I? I have my own question. I want to ask though. Okay. So, okay. and this is a good one. Okay, Derrick Henry. Obviously, stats wise, he's the best running back in the NFL right now. Okay. But if you could pick one running back to put on just a regular basic standard team, who would you pick? Like if I had to pick one running back to build around? Yes. Like currently playing? Currently playing. Okay. Uh, huh. It's a toss-up for me between Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Okay. What about you, Miles? I, dude, honestly, I like Henry. You like Henry? Yeah. Ryan, Ryan your thoughts? I'd probably go Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Okay. Solid choices. My my pick though is going to have to be uh, Nicholas Chubb out of Georgia. Chubbsy, uh, yeah. I was I was not I was not high on this dude coming out of college at all. I was actually more of a Sonny Michelle kind of guy. And he had that bad but, injury too. It really yeah. uh, hurt. Almost almost as bad as ours. Oh, and man, stop bringing that up. I'm sorry. It, it, I have nightmares up from it still. <laughs> what could have been? But Nick Chubb to me. Uh, Dude is just so explosive through the hole. And, 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 like, yeah, he doesn't get as many carries. He missed a lot of games this year due to injury, like you were saying. He was on my fantasy team this year, and whenever he played, he was the best player on my fantasy team. Yeah. Uh, but just watching this dude run, and there was one game, as a fantasy owner, I was almost sick to my stomach because he didn't want to run up the score, and he also didn't want to uh, oh, yeah. get the ball back to the opponent. Forget who they were playing. But he had like a 60, 70 yard galloping run. And he mm-hmm. just he just stops, runs out of bounds, just to choose clock. Tell me what kind of guy would do that. Teammates love him, fantasy owners hate him in that situation. Yeah, and, yeah. and and I, I just I just love watching Nick Chubb run. I don't know what it is. He's just a beast. Uh Derrick Henry, of course, he deserves all the respect in the world. Um, you know, his stats don't lie. He gets a shit ton of carries and nobody can slow that train down. But for me, if I were to go with my pick, although his injuries have been, especially this last one, have exactly. been kind of crucial, um, I would have to go with Nick Chubb. I love that. I like the Alvin Kamara pick, though. Yeah, I like that because pick. he could that's because he could fit in any offense with his receiving yeah, game. I exactly. like that pick there. That's, that's, that's what I'm looking at. I'm I'm looking at someone that's not one dimensional. I'm looking at like Alvin Kamara. He's not one dimensional. We spoke about that a few weeks ago. Uh, Alvin Kamara. He's I, I did say he's not a he's not elite in every, anything, but he's good at everything. At least good right. at everything. More, you know, he's great in some things, good in others. But I don't see any weakness in his game as a running back. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry thinks Dalvin Cook's the best running back in the league. Yeah, yeah. that's some pretty high praise right there. He's another one too. You know, Dalvin Cook coming out of Florida State. You know, people were high on him. He tore his ACL rookie year, and you know, people just forgot about him. But he's really good, and he plays in the Vikings. They're not really a mainstream team, um, so he's not really getting the recognition that he deserves. That would be the only reason why I would not pick Cook is because of the injuries, man. He's because of the yeah. injury. I'm sorry, it's not plural. I meant the the one that he had. You, well, he's it's always tough at the running back, back position. He it's runs hard, tough. dog. 
He does. But, you know, the, the running back position, it's, it's one of those that they get beat up so often that how long can they sustain this? You know, and that, that's why I think Alvin Kamara is the safe pick because they're not getting him beat up. They're they're putting him in the passing game. He's not always just a runner. You know, he, he's yeah. not really back there blocking. You know, he, Derrick Henry, he's a big boy. But I think, you know, after two or three more years, what's he going to be able to do after taking all these hits, you know? Would you, would you say it was kind of maybe – obviously, you don't want injuries to happen, but would you say that it was kind of a good thing that this torn ACL with Dalvin Cook happened so early to where it didn't hit him later in the career to where it completely destroyed it? Would you rather that happen, hitting I mean, him early in his career? Way. If you look at it that way. Yeah. Yes. Because he hasn't really slowed down, if any – I mean – He runs hard, dude. Yeah. Of, of course, you want if, if you don't want injuries, but if you want to get injured, if you want to see an injury, it'll be at the beginning of their career. Yeah. Because um, if you're an elite talent and injury at the beginning of your career, you can bounce back from that pretty quickly. Um, if, if you're in a running back world, if you're 29, 30 years old and you're tearing your ACL, ah, call it quits, man. You, yeah. You're not going to do the same I mean, thing. Look what happened to Adrian Peterson. I mean, well, no, it took yeah. a toll Adrian on that Peterson, dude's career. After he uh, tore his ACL up, he uh, he won the MVP the next year, but nothing really after that. Yeah. Right. Came back in like eight months from torn ACL and PCL. That's yeah. ridiculous. I don't think he's right in the head. What's that? I don't think I don't think uh, AD's right in the head. He's not. I really don't. Uh, you, you see all the reports in the offseason of him. Won't get into, but uh, just whenever that man runs, like if you watch Vikings highlights and you see the look on that man's face as he's running, Psycho serial killer. And Everybody that, leave the stadium. Not head bob too. When he gets yeah. his head just bobbing, that don't get in his way, man. And uh, who found that on the Steelers? Uh, William Gay. Found uh, it uh, so right, uh, I remember watching that game. It was uh, 2009. Steelers just won the Super Bowl the year before. Pittsburgh won the game, but uh, William Gay made the ultimate sacrifice for the Steelers because he said that. If there was one person that needed to get ran over by Adrian Peterson in this game, then yeah. it needed to be him. And he took the bullet straight to the chest. It was more than a bullet. It was more like a bazooka uh, yeah. that, that came running through William Gay. Um, so, I mean, all, all respect to William Gay. Uh, yeah, he played forever, mm. uh, even after that hit. But, you know, it my like respect. had a lot of guys on defense that just played forever. And a lot of guys who were in Pittsburgh for way too long. Yeah, Ryan Clark, James Harrison, you know. Holy yeah. crap, yeah. Who uh Lawrence Timmons? Was it yeah, Lawrence Timmons? Yeah, Lawrence Timmons, the middle linebacker. The they had a cornerback on that team. What was his name? Ike Taylor. No, not Ike uh, Taylor. It was Bryant McFadden. William uh, Gay. Maybe it was Ike Taylor. He was there for a while. He was there for a long time. Palomalo was there the whole yeah. time. Palomalo retired at the right time. Yeah, deserve, he, he knew when to call it quits. He knew when to call it quits. Yeah. But uh, I speaking of football, too, though, the, the, the Week 17 stuff and the NFL with playoffs right around the corner, I had a friend at work. He brought up a good question, and uh, mm. it was, say, for instance, the Packers and Chiefs make the Super Bowl, right? Two elite quarterbacks, two uh, guys always in the MVP talk, two guys that will really make fans watch the game. Say both Mahomes and Rodgers – got put on COVID restrictions and COVID protocol because they either contracted it or they were in close contact with someone and they couldn't play in that game. 
What do you think would happen? What do you think the steps the NFL would take? Do you think they'd delay the Super Bowl? Do you think they'd play it out? What, what would go on? What do you think, Jack? Mm. Well, I have a little uh, a little hunch that not every player gets tested. I just have oh, that thought okay. that's running oh, through my head. Little I think a um, little conspiracy theory going through here, yeah. Um, I mean, come on, it's the NFL. What are we, what are we talking about here? Okay, so <laughs> I think I think if let's say they do both get tested, they both come back positive. Absolutely, this game's getting delayed. I mean, it, the NFL is going to find a reason. They're going to they're going to point it out to where there was too many players who were in close contact with Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes, well, yeah, where yeah. they would not have enough men on the fifty three man roster. They would come out with some excuse like that to where the game's not playable. Which you know what. As an NFL fan, I can see why, like, I get that. Because nobody's going to want to watch, unless you're a Packers fan and you want to see uh, Jordan Love come in as a backup and then play his heart out. He's the future of Green Bay, supposedly. I don't know. Is it Chase Daniels who's still the backup in Kansas City? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, so I, I, I would not mind that happening. But also I have a feeling that – I have a feeling that Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes may not necessarily get – tested you know <laughs> before this game or if there was a lot of games they weren't tested this year yeah ryan what do you think man i mean i don't see why they wouldn't postpone it you know yeah. there's, there's there's zero implications for the rest of the teams because they're already out obviously right so it's only the, those two teams left to play so what would it be putting it off two weeks you know exactly. so it has zero implications on everybody else there's all it's, and if you have even if you have one quarterback that goes down, say just Rodgers goes down or just Mahomes goes down, why wouldn't you still delay it? Because the last thing you want is people coming up with, oh, the NFL favored this team over this team. We saw it um, the week that Baltimore played the Steelers and got postponed like 18 times. That's right. And everyone was like, oh, they're catering to Baltimore. They're catering to Baltimore, which looking at it now, it kind of seems like it was because um, the Browns and the Steelers game that's coming up, this week um they're saying the head coach tested positive Mm -hmm. and then there's multiple players that are testing positive and they have no desire right now to (laughs) push this game back which i mean there was just a yeah there was just a report that came out like an hour ago saying that hey cleveland can finally open their practice facilities after it was closed since last friday damn now it's finally open now Two days yeah. prior to the game, and then yeah. usually, so they'll have their, they'll probably have like a full padded practice today, and then tomorrow they'll probably have just a walkthrough. That's tough. That's really tough for a playoff I mean, game too. For a playoff for game. for the biggest for the biggest game in Cleveland. I, I gotta say this for the biggest game in Cleveland Browns history, and for the past decades. Okay, so I mean this is this is huge, and then to be. I mean, as a Steelers fan, I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I don't want this game to get postponed. But, you know, they, they just – Cleveland took the shaft here. Yeah, just like how Pittsburgh did earlier in the year. Wouldn't it be some shit if Cleveland went to Pittsburgh and won? After all that adversity? I mean, I, and I, I, put out a tweet, I, I, I put out a tweet. I put out a tweet last week. I was saying, even though, you know, Pittsburgh lost this game and, you know – Honestly, it might have been for the better just because of the competition they're they they're playing this week, which I'm not taking anything away from Cleveland. I'm really glad Cleveland finally made it to the playoffs. As much as I hate the state of Ohio, I'm really glad Cleveland found a way into because 
I like Shaker Baker Mayfield, baby. I mean, I love him. I love Nick Chubb. Jarvis Landry, tough as nails. Um, I, I just think uh, I'm really glad this team made the playoffs. And if that, means that, if that means Pittsburgh had to lose week 17 while playing all their second string and third string players and almost winning, then absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm glad they made it. Yeah. You know why I love Shaker Baker Mayfield, right? You guys know? Why? Yeah. Is it, is it have something to do with the flag in the city yeah. of Ohio? So they were playing in Ohio State. And, you know, I hate that school. You guys know that, right? How much <laughs> I hate that school. So – uh, I mentioned this before, uh, the year previous, Ohio State beat Oklahoma in Oklahoma, in Norman. Then the next year, you know, Ohio State was chirping their little fucking gums, flapping their lips, and uh, they went and put a smackdown on uh, Ohio State in that shithole, Columbus. And um, mm. Shaker Baker Mayfield took the flag and planted it in the middle of the O, in the middle of the field. And I love it. I love Wouldn't it. Wasn't that turf? It is turf, yeah. It didn't stick. <laughs> it fell, but it was the intent. And, you know. Everybody knew where he it. was going with it. Yeah, we knew where he was going. We weren't upset about it falling because we knew the, the circumstances. It was turf, you know, yeah. but the disrespect was well-deserved uh, on Ohio State's end. Fuck them. You guys know I hate them. Make yeah. that clear. And then, and then uh, Baker grabbing his balls during his rookie season and shaking them. Well, he did, he, did that to, he did that to Kansas, too. Don't yeah, yeah, I think he did. Kansas. Yeah, he did in do his, that. In his uh, it was junior year, yeah. Actually, yeah, I think that he never did that in the pros. I think, no, no. He I'm, thinking of, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of Manziel doing this. Yeah, that was Johnny Manziel. Doing my the, boy. Yeah, middle hey, thing. that's my boy. Johnny Football. No, Baker. Baker's Johnny class Manziel. act now, man. He just does commercials. Yeah, he yeah. does yeah, commercials. Yeah, not good commercials either. No, that one that he did where he's walking around the stadium in his bathrobe, that one's kind of funny. I don't know if I've seen that one. He's walking around the stadium in, in, in a pair of slippers and a bathrobe, just eating a bowl of cereal uh, and walking past everyone. They're like, hey, Baker. He's like, hey. And he just like a guy's like emptying boxes or something. And Baker Mayfield just walks up to him. And you know the sound that slippers make when they're dragging on yes. the floor, like, shh, shh, shh. You just see Baker Mayfield walking up to him. Then he just stops at the guy and the guy looks at him. He goes, hey, Baker. He goes, hey. And they're just looking at each other. And Baker Mayfield goes, well, see you later. And just walks away. <laughs> And all years. So we don't have to stay on this subject too long, but I want to talk about it for like one second. Go ahead. I, being an AM fan, everyone knows this now. Um, I watched Johnny play live twice. Yeah. Um, and I will say he brought a certain type of electricity to every game. We never count ourselves. When he beat Alabama, man, that was the highlight of the school's history was beating one team. Uh, but he he won the Heisman his freshman year, ecstatic. He had a great sophomore year. He one hundred. I think most people agree with this. This is obviously hindsight, Monday morning quarterback right now. But he should have stayed at least one more year. I mean, he's yeah. a sophomore in college, leaving. Uh, he's in the best, con- one, the best conference in my opinion for caliber of talent. Uh, one more year, at least one more year, man. Just to, he was so immature. Everyone saw it. We're like, damn, dude. And he's going to the Browns. Yeah, the 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 quarterback graveyard at that point in time. At at that point, yes, yeah. it was terrible. It seemed like every year the Browns were drafting a quarterback. And, you know, yes, getting a new. We don't need to stay on that topic too long. I just I just needed to say that for the for the millions of people listening, dude. <laughs> no, that game. I mean, against, I, go ahead, go ahead, Jack. I mean, I 
I get that, especially as an A&M fan for yourself. Uh, I mean, I totally get that. But I think also at a certain point, I think we have to realize that uh, Manziel, I don't think ever – let's say he even played all four years. He was injury-free the whole time. He yeah. learned how to mature. I just don't think his play on the field would have been up to par to NFL standards. Oh, uh, you I don't mean, where I was going. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think he would have. Um, I mean, in, obviously when something happens like this to an athlete, they leave too early, their NFL career goes down the drain, their confidence goes from here after yeah. he won the Heisman all the way down to here. That's a lot – that's really tough to build back on to so, or build yourself back up on. He goes and plays a couple games in the CFL. Yet again, he's having maturity issues. Yep. Uh, dude's like damn near 30 years old, I'm sure, at this point. Uh, I think he's – yeah, he's like – He's only, he's close to it. 28. Seven. Yeah, 20. something around there. Right now? 26, 27? 27. I think he's 27. Yeah, he might be. Shit, yeah. Two years yeah. younger than me. But anyway, so anyways, dude, say 27 years old, goes plays in the CFL. As big as a name as Johnny Manziel is to fill seats in Canada, um, I think the owners in Canada are like, dude, this dude's, yeah, he's everything we thought he was. And yeah, hit the bricks, Johnny. Yeah, you know how passionate they are about throw, their football in Canada. Didn't he throw like five picks in one game? Or he something? threw six interceptions in one game, I'm pretty sure. Six? And it was like all in the first half. Hey, top-notch quarterback play right there. That's pretty bad, man. <laughs> pretty bad. I mean, let, let, let's face it. I needed to tell it. No, no, no. It's fine. He woke up feeling dangerous in Canada. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you don't hear much about that. You hear of everybody waking up dangerous in the United States, but in Canada, it's a whole, a whole different story. I guess, I mean, what is it, Caldwell Pope? That's the guy who woke up dangerous for you, Adam? Holy uh, cow. Yeah, yeah. Contavious Caldwell Pope woke up feeling dangerous, shot 0 for 10, five fouls. One rebound. This is the opening opening day last season of the NBA. Woke up feeling and fucking they, lethal. And then, Katavia, uh, what is it, Catavius Caldwell Pope for the Lakers? Yep, that he's for the Lakers, yeah. Yep, and so I think Johnny Manziel and his CFL stint uh, surpassed that by a mile. I mean, that, that was beautiful. Uh, you know, lethality and being dangerous can, can be measured in all forms. You know, let's not take right. one away from the other. They're both waking up dangerous, waking up lethal to their teams. Um, yeah. Next topic here, Heisman yeah, winner. Heisman was just announced on Tuesday. Winner, Devontae Smith. We spoke about him briefly earlier. No brainer. Uh, no brainer, no brainer. This dude had a great year. He beat out the likes of Trevor Lawrence, Kyle Trask, Najee Harris, and Mac Jones. All really, all really good players. Uh, he finished the year with 105 catches, 1,641 yards, and 22 total touchdowns. 20 receiving touchdowns, one return touchdown, one rushing touchdown. He's the first receiver to win it since the Michigan man, Desmond Howard. There you go. Won it in 1992 when my parents were thinking about conceiving me. And uh, weird stat, in four years at Bama, he never fumbled the ball. Um, what a good career. Didn't know that. Pretty good career. It's a no-brainer, that's, right, Adam? It's a no-brainer. Yeah. That, that's a crazy. Right. He's a four-year man. I didn't realize yeah. that. They, so Alabama, their offense the past few years, like to think about what they had on, on that that um, wide receiver core with him, Henry Ruggs, uh, yeah. Waddle, and uh, who was the other one? There, there was uh, – what the hell was – he got drafted last year. Ruggs and uh, him got drafted last year. 
I forgot. Forgot who it was. But they had they have all these guys on the team at one. Oh, time. yeah, the the guy who plays for Denver. Yes. Yeah, he plays for. He got he got hurt. Uh, yeah. He was out for the year. Can't Which remember is, his name. Man. The, the the speed that they have, you know. Uh, also, Devonte Smith won SEC Offensive Player of the Year, and um, I believe that uh, he had the second best Heisman campaign behind Joe Burrow. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, his stats are phenomenal. Yeah, you mean like of all time? Yeah, of all time. Oh wow! I think it's up there because you got to think think he he was doubled every every play, you know, because Waddle was hurt all year. Um, They had Najee Harris, but you know he's the only receiving threat. He was doubled in every play, and he still put up huge numbers. And this dude's—he's not a big dude; he's a little guy. And and to to NFL and football centers, he's a little guy, but he played a lot bigger than what he was. Yep. He carried and, that team offensively. And you know what? At, at first, whenever you said this, uh, that statement with, you know, behind right behind Joe Burrow with the Heisman campaign, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, he had a great year. I can see where you think that. Now that you're saying that, though, and I'm thinking about it even more because my brain, you know how you guys know how my brain is. It works on a slower slower rate than most West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was – well, we'll get into it later. <laughs> um, but anyways – for a wide receiver to win the Heisman, like you said, the last one to do that was Desmond Howard yeah. back in 1992. Yeah, when okay. my parents were about Yeah, you were being thought of being conceived. I wasn't even a thought. I wasn't even a thought then. All right. So for a wide receiver to come out and win the Heisman against the likes of, you know, Trevor Lawrence, stud quarterback, um, Mac Jones, stud quarterback, Kyle Trask, who had a f- fucking phenomenal year oh, with yeah. Florida. Okay, to go in and beat out all those guys and endure the schedule of the SEC while doing it at the wide receiver position, unreal. So, you know what, Adam? I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. Ryan, what's your take here? Oh, I think it was a, it was a no-doubter. No-doubter. Sure. Uh, just like Jack was saying, uh, in an SEC conference. And then he's getting doubled the entire time. Yeah. Like you're you're fucking going as two guys the entire t- entire game and you're still putting up those numbers. That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. So I seen a little a clip the other day, and I'm not sure if you guys know what bracket coverage is in in football. Nah. You guys know that. So I can't. It's hard to explain, but it, it literally it cuts off both slant routes and deep routes at the same time. You know, you got sure. the the. It's hard to explain, man. It's it's really is hard to explain, but it's really hard to beat unless you have like elite speed or great route running. And he split the fuck out of this bracket coverage. I don't know who they're playing, but just with a little fucking head movement and a little <laughs> shoulder turn, he beat this bracket coverage for like a 70-yard touchdown. Uh, this dude, he he went off this year, and uh, I hope the Eagles pick him at number six. But knowing Howie Roseman, he'll pick the fucking Dunkin' Donuts guy. <laughs> well, then you'll have he'll, he'll go He'll go deep tackle somewhere. Yeah, then you'll have the opportunity to get Metcalf. Shut the fuck up. Yes. Yeah, the <laughs> opportunity to get Metcalf, and they took that stud from Stanford, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, who has a career 12 catches. Oh, Whiteside, dude. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I can't I can't be necessarily harsh on the Eagles not taking Metcalf because was there like 13, 12, 14, 15 teams that passed on Pat Mahomes? Yeah. I think, I think the worst one that the Eagles did over Metcalf was um, this past year. They passed up. Not even passed up. They drafted Jalen Rager, which we don't know. Jalen Rager could be a great player, 
But then the very yeah. next pick, the very next pick by the Vikings was Justin oh, Jefferson, who a lot of Eagles fans wanted them to pick. And then Justin Jefferson sets the rookie record, you know? Yeah. But what's your uh, what's your guys' thoughts? Any other thoughts on the Heisman winner here? Devontae Smith, any uh, shock that he wanted? You know, Trevor Lawrence, he, he came in hot towards the end there. Kyle Trask, Najee Harris had a good year. Mac Jones. Trask, I, I just – Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead Jack, my man. Um, no, I mean, I think just what everybody was saying, I think it was just no competition with it. I mean, and we had great quarterback play this year in a very we weird – COVID football season. Uh, Kyle Trask, I thought, uh, halfway through the year was going to run away with it. Yep. Um, and I, and I, I still think he's going to be a great player at the next level. But, I mean, Devontae Smith, what a what a monster. And then Trevor Lawrence kind of, you know, he – it shit happens, man, especially with this weird year of college football. So, I don't think really anybody saw him running away with it at any point other than the preseason. Do you think Trevor Lawrence kind of took it easy this year, knowing that he's? I would not be surprised. That's a good question because I would not be surprised if he did. I mean, you already won it. He won the Heisman, won a national championship. I mean, like he's going to be the number one or at the very worst. I don't know how he'll live after this. The number two pick. Um, Oh my! Yeah, I. I could just see him like taking it easy this year, not really caring as much as he should. You know. I, I, I definitely agree with that. What's the incentive? You know, we, we, we spoke about this, how the NCAA is corrupt and they, these athletes get nothing for their product, like what they do if they don't get drafted. And if what if this guy were to go out and blow his knee out? You know, that's, just, that, that's my thoughts on that one. I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, and we've already discussed this a couple podcasts ago with, you know, NCAA players getting put, paid for their likeness and all that stuff. So I bring mean, it back, bring it back. NCAA yeah. football needs to be back. Yeah. Now. I mean, it's a joke at this point. Really? Bring it some, back. Some fucking third string BYU quarterback wants to get paid for his likeness. Listen, buddy, you're not even getting paid now. You're probably over here selling insurance, right? Yeah. Bring it back. Fucking jack off. Hey, anyway. so last thing for me for this college thing. Go ahead. Obviously, I was kind of salty. I think y'all remember that on the on the group chat that we're in. But when A uh, and M kind of got snubbed there, they did get snubbed. Uh, you can say if they were snubbed or whatever. You know, it it doesn't really matter anymore. But uh, I am happy that Ohio State won, and they won pretty, pretty, pretty handedly because I'd have been so damn pissed, yeah. so mad. I get, where, I get where you're going. A and M had a chance. You know, uh, they they were rolling, but. First Orange Bowl victory ever in school history, which is – that's amazing. And it's against Mac Brown, who had a – I mean, North Carolina is not a terrible – that quarterback they got is not terrible, bro. Let's just hope he doesn't turn out like uh, old Mitch. Yeah. Dude, what, what, I'm, what I'm more angry about is fucking Notre Dame being in the playoff. Like, yeah. they've proven time and time – like, all right, so Ohio State. All right, I get it. They're in the playoff. But they've proven to be able to win while in the yeah. playoff. Notre Dame has proven absolutely nothing in yeah. a new in a New Year's six or anything. You know they they've been blown out their past seven New Year's six bowl games, which is crazy, dude. Like yeah. not just beaten but blown out. Yeah, like Notre Dame they benefit greatly from their subpar schedule, and 
essentially picking and choosing what teams they want to play because they just took Michigan off their schedule after getting destroyed by Michigan not this not this season last season. Um, they would play USC and Stanford, but those are not powerhouses anymore, and they don't right. even have them on their schedule. They fucking play like Tulane, and they're still playing Navy every year. Like, when are you going to move on from Navy, the Army Navy game? Why are they still playing Navy? I don't know. They should just play Michigan instead of Navy. At least. Why are they still not in a conference? Why are they still an independent? They're like an independent that plays an ACC schedule, but the ACC is the weakest conference. You know, like. Yeah, and so there was a person in my work here who said, because uh, I was kind of giving my points on why Notre Dame should not be in the top four and all that stuff, and how. Notre Dame finally got into a schedule. You guys want them to find a conference? Well, they got in a conference. I'm like, okay, bum. Let's look at let's look at the rap sheet here. Let's look and see who they played. They definitely aren't enduring the SEC schedule. All right. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, so like all these Notre Dame bum fans, I'm sorry, but you have to realize and you have you tell yourself, look at yourself in the mirror and try telling yourself that Notre Dame deserved to be in the top four without laughing. Yeah, and, without, and if you can do it without laughing, then you're not human. While putting on your clown makeup for saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my second favorite team is Notre Dame. And I can tell you right now that I, I would have never have put them in the in the playoffs. Out of curiosity, why do you like Notre Dame? How did that come about? I always like Notre Dame. It's probably because I'm Catholic. Uh, and I, I love Rudy. I, I grew up on Rudy. Okay. So I, I just love where I'm from in New York, a lot of people like Notre Dame as well. But, really? Yeah, but in so New York doesn't really have a college football team per se. Like I'm from Staten Island, New York. You know, like there's no big colleges around around me. Syracuse, uh, maybe. But Syracuse is upstate. Yeah, it's yeah, weird, exactly. It, it's <laughs> upstate in New York City, or the five boroughs are two completely different places. But Syracuse right. is the biggest uh, football school um, there. But New York is there, is there a lot of uh, Villanova basketball fans there? Nah, um, Duke, a lot of Duke fans. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, a lot of players that go to Duke come out of that area. So, yeah, come I mean, out of Brooklyn and like Coney Island. Yeah, yeah, Columbia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if we wanted to have a textbook throwing contest, sure, we'll, we'll go for <laughs> Columbia, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a lot of Duke fans. My dad, for instance, he's a Duke fan. Um, I have a okay. two. I have two cousins that like Notre Dame. Um, it's just New York's one of those places that, it, other than like basketball, baseball, and, fo- and NBA basketball, baseball, and uh, football, it's kind of like a, a toss up who you can like. Right. Well, that that makes a lot more sense than you know, say like this is nothing like. Whoa. Bye, Jack. Oh. Okay. Well, this is nothing personal, but let's just stay here for a second, like being living in Arizona or being from Arizona and like an Ohio it. State team. Yeah. So at, at least that doesn't happen regularly. No, you'll be surprised too. Uh, there's a lot of Crimson Tide fans for some reason. And what the yeah. hell? Yeah. Then, then the occasional, I like LeBron, so I follow him wherever he goes, fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> Ricky Mead. <coughs> Richard Mead. Loser. Um, so. Last topic here, and this is a good one because um, these have not been announced yet, and uh, I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on it. The NFL Awards coming up here. So I broke this down for me into five awards, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Rookie of the Year. So we'll start with you, Ryan. Who do you think is getting that MVP this year? Oof. 
It's definitely going to be Dak. <laughs> All right, I'm not bad. Let me talk. Yeah, for doctor's appointments. <laughs> Most valuable patient. He hasn't missed one doctor. Patient. He's never been late for one doctor's appointment, guys. What a weird year to for these awards, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think a, um, a safe pick would be Rogers for MVP. Yeah, that's a solid pick. I think I think Rogers. You know, he's kind of overlooked now because it's, he's so consistently good. It, it, it's yeah. kind of sad, right? And yeah. I think them drafting that quarterback last year might have put a little fire under his ass. No pun intended. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, because he put up like some some crazy numbers. Dominated this year, bro. Yeah. And yeah. you look, they that organization completely failed him with offensive weapons. That like you need a wide receiver to compliment Devonte Adams and you draft a quarterback. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. He, he didn't miss a yeah. game this year. Definitely took care of himself as far as like the COVID stuff goes. Mm-hmm. Um, for just shy of 4,300 yards and hey. only five picks the entire year. Very Rogers like season. With very Rogers like 48 touchdowns. How many? So solid 48. 48 touchdowns, huh? Yeah. Whew. All right. Yeah. Hey. I didn't even know he had that many touchdowns. Yeah, he threw. He's he's slinging that thing. Hey, good for him. He's he's slinging it like he's slinging Olivia Munn. Good for him. Is oh, she still together? God damn it! I think so. I think they're still hanging out. Um, Miles, who you Danica. Got? Danica, yeah. Miles, who you got for MVP this year? So I, my my original choice was was Rogers, but for the sake of this program, for the millions listening, uh, Ed, no. I might. I might even go running back here and go no with, with Henry hitting 2,000, 2000 yards. Uh, I, I still think Rodgers deserves it. I mean, the numbers are incredible. But if if anyone else, were, in my opinion, were to get it, it probably needs to be Henry. Mm-hmm. Just my thought. He carried that team. Sure, I mean, carried that team. Easily, right? But I think he's going to be overlooked. I really do think he is. I think he yeah. has been overlooked the past few years. And, Jack, you and I have discussed it. And – uh all the tutties he gets, all those That's tough right. yards he gets, you know, after yards contact, after contact, man, is is huge. Using defenders as lead blockers. Yeah. Talk, talk, talking to you, Earl Thomas. Um, <laughs> oh yikes! Yeah, I, I just think he, he gets overlooked way too much. He's a great, great running back. He is. Jack, so who you got? My pick for MVP this year. I'm going to lean towards Ryan's. I'm going to say uh, Aaron Rodgers, but you know, I like the uh, Derrick Henry conversation too because what he what him and Aaron Rodgers have done. So whoever wins it, whoever wins MVP, the other one's going to win offensive player of the year, in my opinion. Um, I mean, so either way, that's just how I see, how I see it going. But Rodgers literally lit up. I don't know why he's being overlooked this year. I really don't. I mean, maybe just because – I mean, like you would think because, yeah, he's been great for so long, but with the injuries that he's had in the past four years – that's really taken a toll on him and how much you know he puts out on the field and all that, you know, broken collarbones, some fucking knee shit. I mean, and then he comes out and he has a phenomenal year like this. I mean, it's insane. Right. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, and then I love Josh Allen too. Um, I just think it's a little bit uh, too premature for him, but and he, not taking anything away from Allen and Buffalo because that team is dangerous. They are hot. Dangerous. And, and a lot of people are picking the Bills mafia to, Head to the Super Bowl this year, hey, which I think would be awesome. The Colts, the Colts, man, they're not going to be easy to beat. I don't think. No, they got a pretty solid defense. 
They do. Really solid defense. Sorry, I digress. No, go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. No, I'm done. All right, cool. Uh, my pick, I picked Josh Allen for MVP this year. Josh Allen, solid. I, I did pick Josh Allen. He had 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. Um, Wait, say it again. 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, and 10 picks. I mean, that's wonderful numbers. Yeah, man. I mean, can't go wrong there. Carried no. that team. You know, I, I, The big thing, I look for someone that carries the team. Yeah. And all the guys we mentioned definitely carried the team. Yeah. I would lean, you know, thinking back on it towards Rodgers now because of what he has around him. I didn't know his stats were that good, like Ryan was saying. I didn't know he had 48 touchdowns and five fucking picks. That's that's unbelievable. No, this, this dude just put up – fucking historic numbers this year madden um, on rookie numbers it, you know if you can go josh allen you can go pat mahomes you can go uh derrick henry you can go aaron Rodgers, you can go any any one of these guys and i wouldn't be upset at the pick no yeah um, what if brady squeaks it in dog and they're like hey tom brady's your mvp yeah, yeah that's it's rigged because he's nowhere near the conversation this year mm, yeah that's a participation he didn't have a bad year yeah. you know he didn't have a bad year but these guys oh, are man and let, let's just hold the freaking phone for a second, all right? Everybody, because now everybody's starting to get convinced that Tom Brady, not only that he's the GOAT, but he's having a great phenomenal enough, all right? He had a good year. <laughs> no. He had an okay year. Look for at everything team. that – yeah, for a system quarterback, look at what's surrounding him. Put in Helen Keller in that situation. She would come out with half the same shit that fucking Tom Brady came out with. I'm so sick and tired of this. <laughs> he said he would retire once he was bad. Tom, I think you're past due. Turn in your library books, buddy. You're overdue on your shit. Someone's I just mad. love if we go back, Adam, Same. if we go back and watch Jack's progression of, of <laughs> anger once I brought up Tom's name. Yeah. He's real subtly. You know, I was having a I was having a great night. I just woke up from like a three-hour nap somehow, <laughs> and then this shit was put on my table. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll... We'll put this segment on YouTube here just so everyone can see it. So if you're watching this, see you on YouTube. Yeah, Launch your home, yeah. So uh, next one is the Offensive Player of the Year. Um, mm. I'll start this one off. I chose Derrick Henry for that one. Yeah. And he could also be in the MVP conversation. This dude, like we mentioned before, had over 2,000 yards, 2,027 yards. He had uh, 5.4 uh, yards per carry. Damn. And, uh, 17 touchdowns in the year. So, I mean, those are great numbers. I don't see how, if he doesn't win MVP, he deserves. He offensive. deserves something. He deserves something. He, I mean, yes. often give, give the man offensive player of the year, but there is a lot of competition. The, the two offensive, the two awards, the MVP and the offensive player of the year can go a number of ways. Right. A number of ways. So I don't know. It, it's tough to choose. These are just what I'm going with right now. What do yeah, you guys even, think? Even Josh Allen, if he doesn't get, you know, MVP, he's in the contention as well for, offensive right well yeah maybe if they fed zeke a little more this year he might be in the conversation but you know my god man what a, <laughs> all right all right fucking ewok so yeah next next uh topic <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you guys got who you guys got for offense player of the year anybody offensive player of the year i have derrick henry okay ryan yeah i go derrick henry too um so i think whichever one doesn't win between him and aaron Rodgers, obviously that's kind of between the four of us, I think we can agree that's the two candidates for MVP. Yeah. I think uh, whoever doesn't win that is going to win Offensive Player yeah. of the Year. Let's just be real. And, the, four, the four guys that were named, any one of those guys is going to win 
both of these awards. Right, right, right. But um, I think, you know, if, if they split it up, I think it would be whichever one doesn't win the other one. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, you know, I'm not discrediting either one of them because they both had fantastic seasons, obviously. But um, I think Derrick Henry is, it's, you know, it's like a single facet of the game is it running the ball. And that's strictly like not discrediting him because it's fucking amazing, but uh, it's like a, it's running is is strictly one thing. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, like you got to worry about throwing interceptions, getting sacked, uh, fumbling the ball. He's got all these other things, and it could be way more detrimental. He's way more detrimental if he fucks up than if Derrick Henry fucks up. Yeah, he's got to read defenses, read coverages, everything like that. How integral a good run game is to the like a team, though, you know. Right, yeah, but Absolutely. You know, Titans, he's been Derrick Henry's been carrying the Titans last. Yeah, you got fucking you know. Tannehill as your quarterback. Let's yeah. Yeah. He's not terrible. No, but Derrick Henry definitely helps him out a bit. Yeah. He's an A in the box, stack in the box and everything. I mean, I think he's helping out the whole city of Nashville at this point. You get this man the fucking mayor job over there. Yeah. But um uh are we going defensive player of the year now? You want to go defense player? Or you want to go defense player of the year? So here's your three choices: offensive rookie of the year, defense player of the year, or defensive rookie of the year. What do you guys want to talk about first? It's good, good defense player of the year. I've been holding it too long. So you, let's let's I, hear it, Jack. Know, he's me, going Aaron let me, Donald. Let me try. Let me try to guess who he's going to go. With. Go ahead, Ryan. T.J. Watt. Oh, yes! Finally, it hasn't even been named yet, but yes, T.J. <laughs> Motherfucking Watt, baby. All right. He was snubbed from it last year. He had a better season last year. Okay. And then now you're going to give it to him. Okay. Because some bum on the Patriots isn't fucking trying to steal it from him. Fuck you, Goodell. I'm tired of all these Patriots fans saying how Goodell has it all out for New England and all that when they don't. Shut your mouth. Okay. Everything that's happened to New England that's been thrown under the rug, conspiracy theories again. Okay. So shut your mouth, New England fans. I'm glad you had a terrible season this year. Fucking bums. Okay. Um, <laughs> But anyways, T.J. Watt, so deserving of this award, and he deserved it last year. He should be a two-time defensive player of the year like his brother. But I digress in that situation. Last year was last year. But T.J. Watt, 15 sacks, absolutely phenomenal season. Everything that that team went through this year, and it's still not over yet. T.J. Watt, easily unanimous defensive player of the year. And I swear to fuck, if somebody gets in this and wins this award over him, I'm going to go berserk. I'm going to go to Roger Goodell's house, even though he has nothing to do with this. I'm going to go to his house and I'm going to just throw eggs everywhere. Okay. <laughs> everywhere. All right. Hey, do you, man. If you if that's how you think it's going to get things done, go for it. Go throw some eggs yeah. at Goodell's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will. I will. <laughs> Adam, who do you have? Who do I got? Yeah. I'm going with Jack, man. I, I'm going TJ Watt. You know, do you have 50, 53 solo tackles, 10 assisted? Uh, 15 sacks, one interception. Surprisingly, no forced fumbles this year. Leads the league in sacks. Leads the league in sacks. Tackles for loss and quarterback hits. Yeah, you got to go with him. I'm going TJ Watt. Yeah, there was no one even close in the quarterback hits. Yeah. Either. Yeah. We could probably just move on from here. It's yeah, not we're even... going TJ. Well, yeah. what do you got? who do you think would win it if he didn't win it, hypothetically? Just to piss off Jack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> If TJ Watt, Sam, who? I just said his name earlier. I can't remember his name. Uh, plays for the Rams. Aaron Donald. Don. What did I say? Sam. 
Yeah, you said yeah, Sam. Darnold. Darnold. You were thinking of Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold, dude. God, I hope <laughs> not. My bad. I, so you know who I think might win Defensive Player of the Year this year, um, if it wasn't for T.J. Watt, and he's a rookie. He's also who I got for Defensive uh, Rookie of the Year. Patrick who you got? Patrick Queen, linebacker on the Ravens. I don't. I'm not too familiar with who that is. Uh, also, another guy that the Eagles should have drafted last year. But anyway, um, he had 66 solo tackles, 40 assisted. So if you're counting at home, um, that's 106 tackles on the year. He had Damn. three sacks, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and an interception. Oh, yeah. TJ Watt is not getting it now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, if, if that's just a hypothetical. TJ Watt wasn't playing this year. Uh, Patrick Queen would definitely be in that conversation. That's a really good – That's he's a rookie, you said, huh? He's a rookie, yep. Out of LSU. Dude, LSU had a great team last year, man. What do you guys think for um, offensive rookie of the year? What do you guys got? I mean, Johnson, right? Which, who? For uh, Vikings. Oh, Je- Jefferson. Jefferson. Come Jefferson, on. That's who I chose. I chose Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I chose Justin Jefferson, too. Yeah, dude. Broke Randy Moss's records, like, shattered them. Really not even close. <laughs> He set the rookie record for receiving yards, 88 receptions, 1,400 yards, seven TDs on, on the Vikings. You know, you got Kirk Cousins, who's extremely hit or miss, tossing you the ball. You know, yeah. um, I, I, he definitely uh, deserves Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, Thomas Jefferson showed up, man. <laughs> what what what'd you, what'd you call him? Johnson? Yeah, Sam. <laughs> Sam Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jack. I want to backtrack a little bit here because uh, you laughed at me a few weeks ago. Guess who's being linked to Washington? Uh-oh. Uh, okay, yeah, Cam Newton. Cameron. So I could – like like here, Weird. that was that was a good call. And I, I was nothing against this happening or like it actually happening going into – I don't know. But like the fact that it could happen is just absolutely disgusting. Yeah. But I this, is, this, is, this is Washington's plan. Obviously, he's probably not going to go in as a starter. They're probably not going to have a competition with him. I wouldn't. Um, dude's a fucking bum. I mean, he works his ass off. Mm-hmm. He does. It, no, it, it definitely showed this year that he worked his ass off. It showed. Yeah. Five touchdowns, ten yeah. interceptions. He went off. We gotta do, yeah, we got to do a lot yeah. more work than just the weight room. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if that's how Washington's trying to get their clout right now, then go ahead and do it. I mean, keep being miserable. I mean, keep barely sneaking into the playoffs in that awful, 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 disgusting division. Hey, what about Deshaun Watson? He might get traded here. He had a great. He had a great. Year. Why wouldn't he not go to Washington? Well, the, he's being kind of linked to them too, but he's he's different. He's a trade. They would have to trade for him. Whereas it's a trade. Cam Newton. I guess they're trade. also talking about Chicago. Yeah, you got Washington, Chicago, even being linked to Philly for some reason. I don't know. It's just that time. Really? Of no, nothing's going on, so hey, let's just make a story. Yeah, I think Chicago and Washington would be a good fit. For, yeah, if Chicago. Some, I've seen some chatter about New England too. Yeah, New England. I dude, any, <laughs> any of these teams with, with like a quarterback opening, he's going to be linked to them. Yes. Yeah. He's incredible. He's really good, but and they did him a huge disservice by trading away DeAndre Hopkins for fucking the walking infirmary david johnson that was the most bonehead move uh, uh uh that was the worst trade deals of all time i'm telling you i 
I think I, I can think of a, a pretty bad trade too when the Eagles traded away LaShawn McCoy for Kiko fucking Alonzo. Kiko Alonzo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was a good one. Really got my blood boiling that day. Woke up feeling hot, feeling dangerous to that one. <laughs> you checked to see how much your ceiling fan wide that day. No, nah, I was actually at work. There was no ceiling fan around at that moment. Uh, oh, I see. Broke. The way I found that news out is I was walking by someone that was on a computer and they had Yahoo open. And you know when <laughs> you open up Yahoo that has like the, the screen where it ticks side to side? Yeah. And right. As I was walking by, I seen LaShawn McCoy and like it said, like I seen traded. And that disappeared. I was like, wait, pull that shit right up. Pull that shit up right now. And it said fucking eat Chip Kelly trades star running back for Kiko Alonzo. I was like, come on. That was crazy, man. For Kiko, Kiko, I, hey. a linebacker. Yeah, that the Eagles didn't need, but anyway, that they didn't need. Anyway, that's uh, all the topics for this week here. Ryan, what you got? Come back clear. Wait, 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 wait. One more time. Come back clear. Yeah. Oh, come back. I just want to give a shout out Go to ahead. Tyron Taylor's doctor. Yeah. For <laughs> this year. Yeah. A lethal poke. And uh, you know he let us get seven wins. Nothing Sick. special, but he opened up my opinion. The second. <laughs> Offensive rookie player. Hey, you know, I I did put Justin Herbert down as the offensive rookie of the year. Um, and as I've been saying, the dude was the best quarterback in the draft last year. Yes. Better, I think he was better than Joe Burrow, better than Tua. And people laughed at me. But uh, he's going to show everybody he's the best quarterback from that draft. He had more weapons than Burrow, though. Yeah. More weapons on yeah. the offensive yeah, side of the ball. Did. He did. If if Joe Bur- if Joe Burrow uh, if Cincinnati drafts well this year and were they um, which they definitely should if they can finally go out and get a weapon for him and get rid of AJ Green I don't know why he's still there. Um, if they can do that. That man some protection. Yeah, they they got a lot of things to do in Cincinnati, but making the pick for Joe Burrow last year was the right pick to do. I think the best thing Cincinnati could do is leave the state of Ohio. <laughs> they they can go to England. Yeah, they can come so, over here to England. Somewhere, Clayton Bender, another member of the uh, lawn chair huddle, is shaking right now. <laughs> Poor guy. He needs to know. If, he needs to learn if he's from Ohio or Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's <one>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, any parting thoughts here, Miles? Start off with you. Any parting thoughts? Yeah. Hey, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, Lionel Messi. Lionel Messi uh, just scored his 451st goal in 500 games. No big deal. No big. Um, deal. The guy is, without a doubt, in my opinion, probably the best athlete in the world. Um, not taking any way, anything away from uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, but I, if I were to build a team around somebody, it'd have to be Messi. It has to be. So I got to give a shout-out to my boy, the left-footed assassin, Lionel Messi. Lionel, if you're listening, man, hey, you can, you can join anytime you want. Just, just <laughs> get a mic and we'll pop you on here. Ryan, what you got? I got nothing, man. Just uh, appreciate you guys letting me come on here, speak some, speak some knowledge about uh, these sports games. Balls. Sports balls. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I wasn't too prepared for this one. I apologize, but that's good I had to see your face on your my on my second screen over here. So. You did good, man. I like having you on here, Jack. What you got here? <laughs> oh man, my parting thoughts. Adam, do you have anything to say before? Um, before, uh, I'm digging the fireplaces that we all got going here, except for yeah. Ryan. Uh, he did mention he was unprepared fireplace being one of them. 
Um, Broke too. <laughs> yeah. I just got stimulated today, though. Shout out Donnie T. So I'll have one next time. I haven't been stimulated. <laughs> I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely appreciate you guys coming on, chatting some sports. Uh, definitely appreciate all our listeners. Um, look us up on YouTube. I'll link it down below. We also have a website that we have created and a Patreon. If you do feel the need to want to donate a little bit of money, you know, use that stimulus check, right? Send it our way. It would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> Jack, go for it. <clears throat> well, my parting thoughts are going to be, um, you know, the, the Pittsburgh parts, we got to, I, I don't think the winter meetings happened this year, uh, sadly. But either way, if the winter meetings had not happened, Pittsburgh's definitely wouldn't have done anything other than, you know, trade away their all-star first baseman, Josh Bell, to the Washington Nationals. No oh, wait, that actually fucking happened. Um, Pre-winter so, meetings. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to give a shout-out to Pittsburgh Pirates owner, Bob Nutting. You know, yeah, man, you uh, – you, 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 you just walk in, you walk in, you walk in all these Pirates fans' lives. You walk into the Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh, and you just literally unzip your zipper, whip your thing out, and just take a piss all over that city. You're in and you're out, and you trade all these players that have some upside, and you it's absolutely a slap in the face, and not with a hand, with something else that we don't <laughs> like. All right, it's just a slap in the face with that. And so my, my parting thoughts to you, Bob Nutting, <clears throat> go to hell. All right. Um, and so on a high note, you know, this was a great podcast. We had some great guests on here today. Uh, we had Ryan Nieto. We had Miles Lawler. <laughs> and then we had, of course, Adam and I. I mean, th- this was this was definitely the star studded or star studded uh, cast right here. And I hope we can keep doing this in the future. I enjoyed but it, man. Thanks for having me. We got we Absolutely. We got a great weekend of playoff football coming up. Oh, All yeah. right. Oh, yeah. And we'll have a lot to talk about next podcast. And one more thing, you're listening to Time Out with Adam and Jack. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs>